Hello! If you are enjoying March's Kids and Food Focus here on We Turned Out Okay, but you aren't able to take notes and you really wish you had some of March's takeaways written down somewhere, well, I'm coming up with a solution for you. I'm creating a free infographic on how to get your kids to eat. It will include the three aspects of the food and family mindset, which we'll talk about next week, some grab-and-go snack ideas that really worked for my family when the kids were little, and a printer-friendly version of my muffin recipe that helped my picky eater become, well, a little less picky. This infographic will help you get started on the road to a little less worry and a little more relaxation, if you can believe it, about food in your home. And I wanted to let you know it was coming. Next week on Tuesday the 29th, you'll be able to sign up for it. So tune in then to find out how to get this free infographic. And now on to the show. Come on, guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parent's Guide to Old School Parenting. I'm going to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Welcome to episode 64, a Your Child Explained episode where we always try to get into the minds of our kids and see what's going on in there. And this episode pertains back, Your Child Explained episodes often kind of harken back to the Tuesday guest episode. These, these episodes air on Thursdays and the Tuesday guest episodes air obviously on Tuesdays. And I had the pleasure of speaking to Jeannie Marshall back in episode 60 Jeannie Marshall is the author of a great book called The Lost Art of Feeding Kids. And in that episode, I asked her, are you going to write a recipe companion book to The Lost Art of Feeding Kids? Because Jeannie lives in Italy. She's Canadian by birth, but she's been living in Italy since she was, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And she and her husband uh, decided to stay in Italy and have a child. So she's raising a, they're raising a son there. And... I said to her, are you going to write a recipe companion book for this? Because I need that personally. Like everything she talks about in terms of Italian food just sounds so good. And she said, well, no, I'm totally not because I have a friend here who has already done that. So episode 63, which was Tuesday's episode, is the friend whose cookbook, it's called My Kitchen in Rome in the United States. That's that's the name of it. It was just published last month in February. And her name is Rachel Roddy. And she has a four and a half year old son and they live in Italy in a, in a neighborhood adjacent to Jeannie's neighborhood. So I thought, you know what, let's do a Your Child Explained episode that kind of combines the ideas from Jeannie's episode, from my conversation with Jeannie in episode 60 and my conversation with Rachel in the last episode, episode 63. So those two episodes, those two interviews are not prerequisites, but they are pretty awesome. I, I really... When I read Jeannie's book two, three, four years ago, whenever it came out, I was blown away by it. It's it's just about how societies feed kids and what the kids learn within within those societies in terms of how they're being fed. And she really had this dichotomy because she was raised very much like I'm sure I was and, and you were, which is to say in this Western kind of Canadian-American place where food is being taken over by agribusiness, you know, where there's just everything has a brand and, 
Uh, we don't make as much food as we used to make, basically. And now where her son is being raised in Italy, where food, the food culture is completely different. And, and she's noticing the differences, but she's also noticing the ways that I guess call it agribusiness is kind of creeping into even in Italy. And Rachel's interview, Rachel's conversation was, again, you know, one to go back and take a listen to just because she's got a young child and she has some fantastic experiences about regarding him and 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 what it's like to raise a, a child in Italy again in a culture that you're not that you didn't grow up in so she's got she's got these great interesting differences but Rachel's cookbook is first of all amazing i haven't eaten breakfast yet and i have to say thinking about this cookbook i'm so hungry um Rachel thank you so much for writing it it's it's the most amazing book it's about it's about how she almost woke up to food in Italy. And, and in our conversation, Rachel shares that as an, she was an actress before she moved to Italy. And as an actress, you don't, there's not a lot of focus on kindness to yourself and good nutrition. It's more on what does your body look like and, and how do you feel? So from a young age, she was always very, um, you know, she was raised with good food, but then then as she moved into kind of early adulthood, she started to feel this real pressure about what she looked like. And, and she says in, in our conversation that she, uh, I, I can't remember exactly how she raised it, but something like she really ended up with a variety of, she fought uh, successfully a variety of eating disorders because she just that that was kind of the atmosphere that she lived in so she she describes moving to italy as a, a real opening you know of her mind to like the you know the food she was like oh yeah food's good <laughs> and uh and then and so then she became a food not just a, a cook in her own right uh, but a food writer and it was a great conversation. So, so there's those, these, the two episodes that this Your Child Explained episode pertains to were fantastic and, but they're not prerequisites, but I do hope that you'll go back and listen to them. I will link to them in the show notes. And I want to extend on those conversations today by exploring one particular aspect that really came up in both interviews, both with Jeannie and with Rachel. And I want to turn this particular aspect around and see what it looks like through our kids' eyes. So Rachel and Jeannie's kids live and attend school in Rome, Italy. And Rome is a, you know, a huge city. It's very busy. It's, it's, uh, you know, got its own sort of character and atmosphere. In fact, even the neighborhoods have their own characters and atmospheres. But the environment, as opposed to some of the other big cities that like, that we might think about, you know, like New York or Chicago or uh, Toronto, which is where Jeannie's from, uh, Boston, like cities here have maybe the focus, maybe it's changing a little bit, but the focus is, is, is not so much on real food that, that was picked this morning kind of a thing and that you're now getting to eat and enjoy. And, um, the environment in Italy, in Rome supports a huge variety in the food that kids are exposed to every day. And Jeannie shares in her book, The Lost Art of Feeding Kids, that the school that her son attended for his elementary years, he's a little older now and he goes to a different school, but the school, in other words, the school where kids are attending from when they're maybe four or five to like when they're eight, nine, ten, that it's, they have a completely different 
atmosphere around food. The teachers eat with the kids. Everybody sits down together. The the chef and the and the cooks bring out family style dishes and everybody is served and then the and they all eat together. The chef eats with the kids. The the, the you know, they all eat together like you would in a family. And you just get this sense that there's so much joy around the food, right? But also around the being together. There's a real community aspect to this that that just comes up. And and the, I think the other important thing and really what I want to kind of hone in on today is that there's a huge variety of foods. They 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 get everything like they'll make, you know, uh, there's a kind of broccoli called broccolini, I think it's called. And Jeannie talks about how they're having pasta, they have vegetables, they have, they have, uh, you know, beans and meats and all this kind of stuff that you just don't see in a, in a typical school in, and these are public schools. I mean, these aren't like fancy private schools or something. Um, they, it's very different from the public school atmosphere here. And, and then Rachel shares about her four and a half year old son coming home recently from school and he says, Mommy, I did not like the car coffee. And she's like, what? You're, they're feeding my, I mean, you know, I can see some things, but, but giving the kids coffee, that's not, that's not so good. And then she realized that what he was talking about is in Italian, the word for artichoke is carciofi, something like that. I hope I did that right, Rachel. <laughs> it's carciofi. And he may not have liked the artichokes, but she was like, oh my God, they're, they're making artichokes for the kids. Like the kids are being exposed to things like artichokes, which are actually kind of a huge deal in Italy. Um, when I was there, I spent my, the second half of my junior year there. So I spent six months in Italy and in Europe and the, the way that they do art, I would never have eaten an artichoke, but you just get there and you can't help it because like it, first of all, it's fun. You get to you get to take these like petals almost and you dunk them in something delicious and then you you scrape them off. You scrape off the edible part of the artichoke, like the little, on each petal, there's a little edible nugget and, or bit, I guess. I don't know what to call it. So you're, it's like fun food. I mean, it's sort of like popcorn, except the taste is, is different, obviously, but it's got this like celebratory aspect to it. So anyway, little Liam, no, sorry, not Liam. <laughs> no, little Luca. Did, was not a fan of of car coffee of car coffee, but that's okay. He he tried it because the people around him had made it and it was delightful and well prepared and and they're exposed to everything. And exposing kids, they may not always like everything, but exposing them to thing to to a variety of foods, that's how we move beyond nuggets and fries, which is the title of this episode: feeding kids beyond nuggets and fries. So imagine what it feels like if you are a young child in our society or in Rachel's British society there, it sounds like it's quite similar there as well. School lunches are not prepared in the cafeteria at school, right? They're there. They come in cans or they come frozen. Um, and basically what the, what the workers do is they open up and I, I this may not be true. This is, it's, I, I know, I don't want to sound stereotypical. This may not be true of every school. I know a lot of schools are working towards this, but if it is true in your child's school district, then that's what this episode is about. If it's not true in your child's school district, well, that is awesome. And you need to help people who it is true, figure out how to make it not true. So most of the time, the cooks will take something already made somewhere else and where, and, and not from the best ingredients. And they heat it up 
you know, um, it's in warming trays. It's from a can. It's often overcooked. Vegetables are mushy if they're there at all. We live in a country where for a while ketchup was considered a vegetable. And that's not a lie. That's true. During the Reagan years, when they were trying to figure out how to make, how to, how to like show that there were vegetables and fruits in the kids' lunches, they, they, agreed that the like the governors the the lawmakers agreed that vegetables uh, that ketchup could count as a vegetable i mean ketchup is so full of sugar and other stuff it's not a vegetable you can't count ketchup as a vegetable so that's the kind of society that that our kids are 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 going to lunch in every day things are predictable this is the toughest thing i think things are predictable week to week they get hamburgers they get pizza they get french fries they get what else? Uh, uh, do they still get chop suey? Gosh, I remember chop suey. Like, so maybe maybe it'll be a, a monthly menu where, where things change, you know, over a period of two weeks or a month. But it's not the same kind of variety that it's, it's A, not a variety. It's not a large enough variety in terms of like colors or textures or there's not enough nutrition being communicated through the main dishes of these and and it's all stuff that the kids already see so often i mean like our society kind of pushes us towards chicken nuggets and hamburgers and and stuff like that right versus in italy what's happening is there's food is an adventure right it's there's always something new to try something sweet something crunchy something bitter something a little bit spicy it's always freshly prepared on site and it's delicious and the 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 adventure atmosphere is the difference. That's the biggest difference, it seems to me. So even with the agribusiness problems that Jeannie discusses that are creeping in in Italy, kids there today are still exposed to real, multifaceted, delicious, fresh food every day. And it seems like what our kids are exposed to can really determine their future diets and what those will be. So I'm putting on, <laughs> I guess I'm sort of putting on, I, I don't really have a no sugar label, but, and, and there's, there is no pun intended there, by the way, but I don't know if you've ever heard of hashtag no sugar, which is where somebody's going to say something that is true and that you need to hear. And I feel like if I'm putting this no sugar label on, it's not just for you, it's for me, because I still have to remember this too. It's up to us parents to get the kids the variety. They're not going to see it in our schools unless we make that a reality, which which if you're doing that, I'd love to hear about that. But we have to make nuggets be a treat and other things take up the space that was previously, previously occupied by the nuggets. And let me just say that I'm a huge fan of chicken nuggets. Like I will go to McDonald's sometimes and I'll get their chicken nuggets and they're, they have these strawberry milkshakes that are, are yummy too. Although they've changed in recent years. But anyway, you know, I'm not saying don't ever feed your kids chicken nuggets or hamburgers or whatever. I'm just saying that. And th again, this is for me too. We got to remember to mix it up because we can't expect kids that are only exposed to the same stuff to be adventurous, to suddenly be like, oh, okay, I'll try sushi or I'll try whatever. And that's, it's so key to them eating nutritiously and I don't even mean it just as nutritiously like let's throw nutrition out the window if you're eating if there's crunchy green things on your plate the nutrition is going to come you know if there's um if there's soups that have 
uh, I don't know, carrots, bits of carrot in them or, or potato, or if there's a roast chicken that has like sort of French fries, sweet, say sweet potato fries that have been cooked in the drippings from the roast chicken. I mean, maybe that's not a, a low calorie kind of diet, but let's forget about calories and just think about like, what are some, what's a variety of foods that, that we can expose our kids to? Cause that's where the good nutrition comes in. It comes in the variety. And that is our Your Child Explained for this week. So to try and look at this from the kids, ask from, from inside the kid's mind, if, if we feed them the same foods week to week, day to day, month to month, we, we then cannot expect that they're just going to all of a sudden be adventurous. We got to try and bring that adventure in every day or a lot of days, I guess I would say. If you got something out of this episode, I, ho- I really hope you'll share it. If you are already doing this, by the way, if you are managing to figure out how to get a variety of foods into your child, uh, or at least on the dinner table, I would love to hear about that. I think that many parents like me could use that. I, I mean, we do okay, but we could always use some more advice. So if you have some advice to share on bringing in a variety of foods, please, please, please bring it in. And if you got something out of today's episode, I hope you'll share that uh, in your favorite social media channels. That's how the show gets spread around, right? And that's actually, it's really, really helping. I mean, because you are sharing, because you're rating the show and subscribing to it in iTunes or Stitcher, more and more and more people are listening to it. And I'm, I'm just so happy because, first of all, it's really reinforcing for me. I know if you have something that if you have a direction you want me to go in or you have something that you have a problem with, if I can hear about it, I can make it better. So I I thank you so much for sharing it. I appreciate it so, so much. And I want to thank you also just for listening. It means so much to me that you have me in your ears today. And finally, I want to give a special thanks to our producer, the man who enjoys a huge variety of foods and a huge variety of beers, which are also a wonderful thing in this life, aren't they? the 18-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com slash contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutok or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out OK podcast page or Instagram at weturnedoutok or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie or you can even snail mail it to me, Karen Lockholp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019 and you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening.